When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we're back. Welcome back. Oh, whoa, you're doing the intros now? Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Welcome back. This is the Flow Track Podcast. I'm Kevin. He's Gordon. How are you? Well, Kevin, first of all, doing the podcast now only once a week is a little weird for us. Yeah. And we stopped been, talking to me completely. We've noticed it in our communication to each other He's later in the week. He's cutting me out of his life, guys. I'm not cutting you out of your life, my life. You just, you're sending me these text messages and I'm just thumbs upping them and not giving a back and full entry of what I'm talking about. I'm not a big thumbs up guy. You want me to heart it? No, no, no. I'm not a good, I want like, even just if it's a yeah or ha ha, the typed out ha ha so much more valuable to me than the automatic hold your thumb down and then select ha ha. I don't know why. Just means more. I apologize. Maybe a generational thing. If I broke your heart over the weekend by my ha ha reactions and my thumbs up to your commentary about what happened this weekend because you were sending me reactions to certain track results and i just wrote thumbs up or ha ha yeah that was it you wanted me to be more invested i was getting frozen frozen. i'm sorry i apologize for not being as detailed in my text messages with you kevin i think it's because we're not having three podcasts we're having one so i'm kind of becoming less but it makes the Monday podcast so much better because we have a it whole does. week yeah. of conversation. We could fit into an hour. But the chemistry might be not as good because we're not as in rhythm. Okay, so how and do And I we... think that you hate me now. Before it was you thought I hated you. Total 180. Uh, let's get going. Let's just start. There's doing. so let's, much that happens. Let's just, let's just work through it and see if it works. See yeah. if it goes well. And if it doesn't, we'll know. Nico will tell us. And they'll just say, guys, it's not working today. And I have some things I want to talk about that are not on the Rena show. Which oh, is good. for I... after... You know who appreciates that? Nico produces that, appreciates that when you add stuff. And I also appreciate that. So you're not prepared. Yeah. I really like not being prepared before talking to But I to want to hear your genuine thoughts on things. I don't want you to have pre-written ideas about what I'm about to ask you. Are you going to write it down so you remember? It's in, in your here. head. Okay. I'll say it at the end. Okay. So we're going to talk about the Bermuda Grand Prix. We'll talk about uh, the Yokohama Continental Tour because we had Fred Curley in it. Mostly talk about Fred Curley. I thought you said Oklahoma. No, Yokohama. Oh, okay. My, did I pronounce that wrong? I think you did a good job. Oh. I heard Oklahoma Continental Tour. Like, gotcha, gotcha. Oh, you. And then we're going to do some previews. And we'll do some previews from pretty far out and take those with. Which is the challenge of doing a, a Monday cr- podcast. <laughs> you got to look at the start list and you have to make this guess of which ones are actually going to hold. What yeah. can I say about this race that I'm confident will be true? Not the result. I'm talking about just who, st- who ends up on the start line. In five That's the feat in itself, predicting the start list. Yeah, yeah. So Not the predicting the winner. Predicting the start list is the real it's the real uh, game. Yeah. How many can you get right? See, that would be a fun game, but the problem is the meets wait too long to even release them. But if they gave you the month out one and then you had a little pool on the side with your buddies oh. of who would actually end up on the Starless, that could be pretty fun. But the problem is you get them six days out and then there's two scratches. It's like, oh, that's not exciting. But we got the Rabat Diamond League. You have the LA Grand Prix. Uh, and then we'll talk about a thing, Mo, uh, potential 815 double, which – if we were still on three shows a week, that might have been the fourth. We might have done an emergency fourth show. We might have made Nico come back to the studio because you know me. 
How do I feel about doubles? You love the doubles. I love doubles. Almost as much as I, I have, love I have schedules. Thoughts, I have thoughts on it, though, which yeah. is safe. Okay. Is that going to be one of your... Maybe. Well, no, it's already written down the rundown. Uh, you want to talk about qualifying procedures for world championships? Bro, now Real making... exciting stuff. All right, stop it. Is this going to be a three-hour pod? Let's just talk. <laughs> let's start with Bermuda. All right, hit it. Men's man. 100. Christian Coleman, Noah Lyles on the start line. This is now, I mean, I know Coleman won the race. Good, fast time. It was into a, a big tailwind. Yeah. 4.4 4. 4 tailwind. But it's still a good time even with that tailwind. I think Christian Coleman's mark, if you, you guys know I love conversions. If you convert all of the headwinds and tailwinds run this year, mm -hmm. it's the second best 100-meter performance behind Omanyala's uh, world lead. You did the math. I did the math. Good. So it is legit the second best time of the year, even with the head, the, even with the tailwind. But more importantly, Noah Lyles in that race was running Coleman down. Now, Coleman did pull up. Coleman was looking to his left while Lyles was on his right. Mm -hmm. But seeing that Lyles' performance got me very excited for his potential in this 100 because this was the first time, I think, all year that Lyles has put together a I can medal at the World Championships in the 100 performance. We saw him lose to a high schooler. We saw him have kind of weird indoor races right he, he the the race against bromel the pulling out of usa's due to injury mm -hmm. all these different things this was the first time noah lyles was like hey guys when it comes to it in august i may be the guy who can pull off the double with the wind being what it was i looked at head-to-heads here and who else in this race did they beat that's a that's a really quality win and you look at the person who got third Akeem Blake, who I had, we updated the rankings last week on the hundred. I had I had Akeem Blake six. I actually had him ahead of Christian Coleman. I didn't have Lyles in the top ten, and the reason was just shows how bad you are with your rankings. Well, that could be one takeaway. The other takeaway would be well, you have Asama Singh out there who who beat him. Yeah, I mean, and and Asama Singh is great, and we know how good he is. But this is who I had: Curly, Omanyala, Seville, Bromel, Bednarik, uh, Akeem Blake, Coleman, Bracey, Sambine, Asinga. That's a really good 10 without having Lyles in there. That doesn't even include Marcel Jacobs. That doesn't even include some of the fat, like Terrence Jones isn't in there. So he was rightfully, I think, out of the top 10. Now, I think he's moved into the top 10. The question is, what are we going to be saying about this race in four weeks' time? Is this a USA's preview or is this a battle for a little bit farther down on the list? I just love how diametrically opposite these guys run their hundreds. Oh, yeah. so much They always do it. Nothing has changed. I know Coleman's worked on the back half and Lyles has worked on the start, but it seems like any progress that they make is just counterbalanced. It's outweighed by the other person getting even stronger at their own personal strength. Like Coleman just becomes a better starter and Lyle just become, Lyles comes even better at closing at 50 to 100. Yeah. Watching Coleman and Lyles run 100 where one is a really good starter, one's a really good closer. It's like imagine watching – it's. Like watching a 400 where both athletes are running in the opposite direction. Because mm -hmm. yeah. you know, like, oh, they're coming towards each other. Like, <laughs> now they're chasing, like, when you do the run the bases, when people run yeah. on opposite side. That's what it feels like. Because you see, like, a big lead for Coleman and then a big close for Lyle. And it's, like, kind of fun. It's like, whoa, it's like a seesaw action, which it's good. Lyle's, the one thing Lyle's got going for him is the way he runs it is more entertaining, right? Because you know, like, it's so much cooler to watch someone get someone at the line <laughs> well, than for part, someone yeah. to hold someone than someone hold someone off, right? Well, I think what you also could say is something that he has going for him is he's clearly not dependent on the start. So if he gets the start, 
It's house money. Now, starting isn't luck. Starting is a skill. Starting is something that's honed and practiced and stuff like that. But you also can stumble out of the blocks. And I feel the advantage Lyles has is he never thinks he's out of the race. Now, credit to Coleman, right? Coleman did not have a great year last year. And Coleman talked about how he just needed more races in his legs to get ready. Now, I wouldn't put either of these two guys ahead of Fred Curley. But I think they're both in really good position to qualify. It's really just going to become – it's going to depend on – on the bees, Bromel, Bednarik, Baker, and Bracey. That's what it's going to come down to. Like, how good are those four? Because Baker ran pretty well early. It was under the radar. Uh, Bednarik ran a really good 100, beat Bracey, but lost to Omanyala. And we know Bromel um, has it. We know he ha- he can get to a level that few guys have gotten to before. It's still going to be ridiculously hard to make this 100-meter team. I don't... <clears throat> I'm not even thinking about 100-meter team. We shouldn't be thinking about Noah trying to make the 100-meter team. If Noah is Noah, it's not, he's not trying to make the team. He's trying That's to step one, win though. gold. That's step one, though. Yeah, but, like, I don't know. I feel how, like how many, people in running, how many people in American track and field history have won a gold medal without qualifying for the team? Uh, Zero. No, people who have buys. True. He, he done it. And the 200 will be fine. Yeah, he'll be 200. We talk right, about so, that in the 200. But 100, he's got to make the team. Well, it's just interesting mm. looking at the – Descending order list from last year's at Worlds. Fred Curley, gold. He's running well. We'll talk about him later in, in this podcast. Yeah. Marvin Bracey, second, hasn't really done much. He's run one 10 3 race. He's still – there's a I'm question I'm not worried about him because he hasn't question run mark. that much. You got to admit, there's a question mark, though. Sure, yeah. Because other people have run. Right, right. Bromel, there's a question mark. He ran great indoors, but he hasn't run anything outdoors. Yeah. So that's yeah. a question mark. Seville, not as much I'm, a question mark. No, nah, I'm not no. worried about Seville. And then Sabene, he's been kind of running consistent. Yeah, he's always solid. Coleman was six. He's just running really well. And then Sonny Brown and Aaron Brown, who are kind of just like, you just look at the top eight guys in the world last year. There's a lot of holes, I feel like, in the, the second, the third, the seventh, and the eighth spot where maybe. But, okay, like so you're saying that's where Lyles and – can can slot in, and that's where Coleman can move up. Is that well what you're before saying? it seemed like how are someone to break up Curly, Bracy, and Bromel? Well, when Bracy and Bromel aren't running much, yeah. it's easier to imagine the breakup happening. Right, but that's why I'm saying step one is just getting on the. T- Once he gets on the team, then the odds of meddling are just going to shoot up. Or sorry, the odds of getting a gold are just going to shoot up because then it's dude so much of the competition. Are you saying so? Once he gets qualified to worlds he's gonna have a higher chance of getting gold medals as opposed to not qualifying for worlds well let's contrast him yes with... he's gonna go from a zero percent chance to more than a zero he doesn't have a zero percent chance right now do you know per... let me tell you someone who has a zero percent chance right now philadelphia 76ers <laughs> of winning the 2023 nba title that's an example of zero percent chance he doesn't have a zero percent chance now he has a shot i'm comparing him to someone from another country who their battle to get a gold isn't predicated on making okay. the team is what i'm saying by virtue of him making the team He's, that means he's going to knock out two or three legitimate contenders because they're not running anymore. They're out, at least when it comes for the gold. Now, yeah, he's yeah. still going to have to beat <clears throat> Curly plus two others and then plus whatever the rest of the world offers up, and you went through the, a rundown. That, that's what I'm saying. How I'm do not, you th- obviously, he gets a step closer as odds okay. are going up, but I'm saying they're going to shoot up at that point. So are we being disrespectful <clears throat> For doing this entire segment around the guy who got second and not Coleman who won? Well, no, I think Coleman's stock improved too. That's what I said. I thought this was a good win for Coleman. But I think you measure the win on Coleman based on how good you think Lyles is going to be. Now, Lyles was, was good indoors, right? And we had him early season, top 10, top 8, whatever in the world. 
I think the the win over Akeem Blake I think is significant. What what I want to ask you is though, do you see this right now? Is is it Fred Curley and then like a little bit of a gap and then everybody else, or is this just all one big mess? I think it's all one big mess. Okay, I think <clears throat> Omanyala is running so well. There's a bunch of guys. I think it's all one big mess. Let's keep this mess going. What's the other topic that happened on Bermuda? Uh, Bermuda. We also had women's high hurdles. That was fun. Uh, again, windy. Everything in Bermuda is windy now for the second year running. It's just going to be like that. Uh, Jasmine Camacho Quinn, 12-17, plus 3.5. It was cool. If you watch the video, she runs a race, and then she has this shocked look on her face, and you can re- read her lips, clear as day. Wait, was that legal? She's about ready to be, like, so pumped up that it was that was legal and it would have been number two all time. Unfortunately, it wasn't. Still one of the fastest hurdle performances ever. Remember, Amazon had the the win legal one and the windy one back-to-back at World Championships, but – um, well, we're talking about the hurdles more a little bit later because there's a really good high hurdle race at the LA Grand Prix. But I, I was impressed by Camacho Quinn in the highs. And then in the two, Steiner, 22.06. Again, the field, it, you know, didn't have Shrika Jackson and it didn't have Gabby Thomas, didn't have, you know, the top people that we think are going to be battling for the medals in Budapest. But a big name out there getting a solid win. Um, and I guess you could. We talked last year, I think, a bit about Tamari Davis being under the radar. She got another win. Again, wasn't against you know the, the biggest names there, but wind legal ten ninety one with a with a plus two zero. Yeah, and the two hundred, we're still waiting for. <clears throat> I don't know. The Sh- way, Shrieker ran this weekend too. The the way the two hundred has been the past few years, where you're seeing multiple many women running twenty one high to twenty one mid. I'm just like you're kind of taking for granted twenty two O's. Like, because you're like, fair, yeah, 22-0, fair. that's cool. That's not going to make a final, though, right? And so while Abby does run 22-06, you're thinking, like, well, it's going to take, like, 21-6, 21-5 yeah. to win gold, right? And the same thing with Shikari when she ran her 22-07. It was number two in the world at the time. But, you know, you're thinking, like, well, you're still going to have to go to a whole new level, which is what the Jamaicans are at, which is what Gabby Thomas was at yeah. in 2021. So I don't know the two hundreds. I'm still not my, I'm still not getting too excited about it. So it's a good win for Abby, but it's still not like a ooh, watch out. I still think we have yet to see the true form of what the two hundred is going to be. Like Julian Alford is going to go out and run like twenty one seven in like two weeks. We were spoiled last year. Yeah, we were spoiled. But you're the two hundred. Remember it won. Yeah. Event no track thing of the year. It won track of the year. Track event. Track event. Not it even won event. The track thing of the year. Yeah. The, the women's 200. It, it transcended any singular person, any singular yeah, meet. It was good. It was and the so 200. It's hard for me to get excited <clears throat> about 22 O's. That's what I'm saying. No, that's that's fair. I just think um, that event, I don't want to jinx it, but it doesn't seem like there's any way it's going to be boring. I think it's going to be good no matter what. You just jinxed it. Sorry. I you just ruined the event. <laughs> My apologies. Uh, Tara Davis uh, won the – Tara Davis, excuse me, won the long jump over Quenisha Burks, 7-11 to 7-04. Final jump too. Yeah, last last one. That was clutch. Um, some four by ones, but ultimately, uh, solid meet in in Bermuda. I think we touched on the big stuff. I want to go back to the hundred though, and talk about Yokohama. And talk about Curly. Nine ninety one. It's his hundred meter debut. He's running all over the world. He's in Australia. World he's tour. In, he's in Doha. He's the, the Fred Curly World Tour uh, is upon us. So he goes nine eighty eight prelim. Nine ninety one in the final. I disagree with something you said earlier. I think there's a gap right now between Curly and everybody else in the 100. It's not a large gap. It's not an insurmountable gap. But he's just running with so much confidence 
Um, he's clearly healthy. Uh, this was after two callbacks too, the 991. They had to reset a couple times. That's not very fun. But he still went out there, got the job done. I think we're going to be looking at a sub-9-8 Curly again come midsummer. Is it a little bit of fool's gold, potentially? Because <clears throat> he is running all over the place. But <clears throat> you look at the field that he had in Australia. <coughs> oh. oh, no. Gordon's is, down. Here's what Gordon's going to say. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, you look at the Fred field. Fred Curley's like <laughs> saying, don't you dare say that, Gordon. No, what Gordon's going to say <coughs> is you look at the field. It's not, yeah, not as good as Australia field, the – the Yokohama's field? They're not. Doha field is good. Right? Who, who's in Doha field? Do, that was the, the two, right? Yeah. Uh, Kenny B. He does the two. Not, yeah. It was not, the two, though. Not, yeah, I'm just saying overall. That, in the 100, my, though. My point is he's willing to fly everywhere and run a bunch of races. He's not worried about health. He's not worried about fitness. No, yeah. He's not worried about losing. He's running with supreme confidence right now, which is what I would yes, like. Yes, and he, he's creating his floor of basically bronze is his floor, I think. Yeah, it's just hard to imagine. It's just right crazy now that your floor is bronze. Yeah. That means you are in. The, no one else has a higher floor than Cur- currently. Yeah. The question is, I think though, he doesn't have a, that much of a lead. I don't think on the Omanyalas and whoever other U.S. guy comes into the mix. If Coleman or or Lyles get it together perfectly, like I don't think he's like completely separated himself from the pack. Yeah, but the pack is still right on his tail. I think there's a little gap. I do, I do, I do, and there's no way to prove I this. Know, I think Omanyala would beat him if they raced tomorrow. Oh, I disagree. Strong disagree. Strong disagree. I think. Well, wh- where's the race? Is it in Kenya? <laughs> then, then I'm then I'm with you probably. But if it's in the U.S. or anywhere else, keep I'm... in mind Omanyala maybe could have won global gold last year. You're going you're going that far with it. I don't think he was there yet. I think he would have done better. Would have made the final if he didn't have the the travel. I think he would have won. But I, I still think Curly's ahead of everybody internationally and I think in the U.S. There's just so we, – we just went through on the rest of the U.S. side all the questions we have about everybody. You just don't have that many questions about Fred Curly. You know what he's going to bring and he's just Oh my God, did beat Curly last year in in regular season in, in Kenya. Yeah, I'm saying he's awesome. He's got he's him in awesome Kenya. in Kenya. He's awesome. Home home track advantage. But right now – I'm taking Curly versus the world. No one can be Omanyala in Kenya. Uh, right now, if you look. couldn't be Omanyala no, in Kenya. No, no, not even current Bolt. Peak Bolt couldn't be. <laughs> there we go. That's, That's a take. Stone. There we go. I, I mean, I would believe it because Peak Bolt would be like, ah, whatever. Can you imagine how loud that crowd would be? They already were super loud just for Omanyala if Bolt, Peak Bolt, just walked in somehow. We were able to yeah. create that. Just Omanyala's just there shushing for shushing. 10 minutes before the race starts. Oh, man. I mean,. It's been less than 365 days when I said Curly was going to break the world record. I know, and now you're off of him, and I'm all I about know. it. It's now. crazy how track works. It's weird. It's almost you can't I'm not stick off with of a pick. Him. I, I'm, not, I'm not off of him winning gold this year. I'm not even off of him breaking the American record this year. I just think that you know Omanyala is doing pretty. It's running pretty quickly, and I think Curly is is not in his final form. And I think Curly is going to be better three months from now, two months from now. Yeah. But I still think maybe Omiyala would beat Curly I just tomorrow. Want to s- maybe not two two months. Ago. I just want to see Omiyala in a d- diamond league against a stacked field. That's that's what I want to see. Curly, we've seen that. We know how it's going to go okay. at this point. But we'll we'll get more of that. We'll talk more diamond leagues at the end. Uh oh wait we got yeah we're literally going to see that in Rabat. Omiyala and Curly. Dude, this is a man. Diamond league Rabat. They're bringing it this year. Bring it. Are they the new Monaco? Dude, what if Omaniala beats Curly in this race? Yeah, then then you win the bet. We should bet something. 
Um, you I've, returned. I've lost so much to you. It's not even funny. And you lost so much on another. Yeah, I lost $1,000 on the Sixers. So you yeah. should have cashed out, man. Should have. I, I could have cashed out at like 4K. That's what I said. And I didn't do it. Cat. Okay. When they swept Brooklyn. No, when they won game one against Boston, it was, they were, they were like. What was it after game five? Wasn't it really high still? It was probably high. After, it was even higher. After, yeah. Actually, after game five, it was the highest. That's when I said. Yeah. It was like then you just 39. You could have lost and then won. I mean, it would be good. this is uh, – sorry. I'm doing a little aside here for Rabat. Johan Blake, Trayvon Bromel, Andre DeGrasse, Marcel Jacobs, Fred Curley, uh, Omanyala, Simbine, and Tobogo. That's basically the world – that's like 80% of the world final. Yeah. We're going to get some questions answered. Next but week's pod is going to be great. someone who gets dead last in that race who's going to get third at the Worlds. Sure. But I mean, for right now, yeah. we we we're talking about the the hundred race you want to most see right is now. That one. Is that one right there? It's Curly versus Omanyala, which is funny because this whole thing was billed as Curly versus Jacobs. Yeah, no, it's, it's Curly like, Omanyala. Yeah, do you want and Bromel in a way because we haven't seen Bromel. Yeah, I think he's going to be at a, at a disadvantage just because this is his first race yeah. of the season and he's just jumping right into the deep end. But yeah, Curly v Omanyala, uh, Tobogo has been running really well. Yeah, that'll be fun. Okay, so let's. Well, Sorry, we, we, way you, out of you order. You going to follow your own run of show here? Well, when you told me you were going to add things to the run of show, I just figured that meant all bits are off. It's just we're going potpourri. Go ahead, going what? Potpourri, a little bit of everything, you know. Potpourri, going potpourri. That stuff not free. People don't say we're going potpourri. No, no, today. they don't. They don't. I just made that up. Okay, I was you're like, welcome. No one likes to say, "Hey, what are you doing this week?" And I don't know. We yeah. go a little potpourri. All right. All right, we're talking about LA Grand Prix. Speaking of potpourri, the LA Grand Prix. Why do they call these meets Grand Prix? Right. We all they used to do that, then they went away from it, and now it's coming back. It's just like when every running club had to be a project for a while there. There was like a fifteen uh fifteen year stretch when you know Nike was a project and then everything project, project. Why is it what does Grand Prix even mean? Well, it's a series of races, right? Great prize. Oh, oh, you mean the literal translation? Yeah, it means great prize. Yeah, but they use it like in car racing and stuff. Yeah, yeah, the Grand I know Prix. That. Yeah. It's just... So, this is the LA Great Prize. All right, let's move on. Go ahead. Uh, there's th- actually, I'll lead this. This you have not proven yourself capable of managing <laughs> this segment. So, hey, I did the whole podcast. I was trying to let solo you... when? when you were sick last week. Oh, well, I was here. Yeah. No, I just made weird noises with my mouth. I was still here. And I made a lot of mistakes. I was going to let you cook. I know. I made a highlight reel. <laughs> I was going to let you cook. Yeah. But now I'm not going to let you cook anymore. Okay. You're, you're done cooking. Okay. Um, all right. A lot of superstars here. Krauser, Mondo, et cetera. There's a couple races I want to talk about. Let's start first. Now, this is as of Monday. We don't know who's going to make their way to the start line eventually. But as of Monday, women's 100, Tolu, Richardson, Hobbs, and Terry. That is going to be a great one. You got Tolu running really well this year. Obviously, we've seen what Richardson's done with the the wind aided ten five and change, and then also the really smooth, controlled, comfortable, relaxed two hundred that she ran. But Tolu's been really solid. We've seen Hobbs run well. What are your expectations for this women's hundred meter race? Well, I'm excited for Hobbs versus Richardson. I feel like Hobbs is the one runner that Shikari hasn't raced on the U.S. side. That can really show the true litmus test. I think while she carries basically having a perfect season up to this point, this will be her first real test about whether or not she's going to be the U.S. favorite. Because Aaliyah Hobbs, as you know, she won U.S. indoors. She's been running uh, 
well all the way from last year. She's been consistently mm -hmm. finishing one or two, and I think she's won every race she's run this year, right? She undefeated this year? I mean, look at that. I think so. It's just like Hobbs has been doing her own little Hobbs tour. Richardson has been doing the Richardson tour, mm -hmm. and now the tours are clashing in L.A. for a great prize, Love a.k.a. It. the Grand Prix. Uh, but Hobbs I think it's... Hobbs undefeated, you're right. She's undefeated. So, yeah, this would be the first chance for Richardson to be like, no if ands, or buts, I am the number one U.S. sprinter. Mm -hmm. Because I could see a world where Richardson is just the undisputed number two sprinter in the U.S., and Hobbs just happens to be number one. But if Richardson does beat Hobbs, then no if ands, or buts. Richardson is the favorite. And listen, don't count out Tulu. Tulu's a veteran. Tulu's been running really well. She's going to come come to play in this race too. Uh, yeah, I think I, it, I think it's not going to I think it's even get third. I think if everybody's at their best like given this point of the season, I think Richardson's got that that higher gear, that higher level right now, but I, I think Tulu could get this as well too. You you laid out the stakes though pretty well. I think it's going to be I would argue, fun to watch. This is my argument. You ready for the don't, argument? Yeah, don't say I would argue, just argue it. It is better for Richardson's <clears throat> next 3 months for her to lose this race. To Hobbs, to get second to Hobbs, because I feel like if she gets, because right now there's not Richardson's like she shows up, everyone is cheering for her, it's perfect, she's winning every race dominantly. It's like mm -hmm. been kind of, except for that one two hundred, but like whatever. Yeah, people she, forgot about that immediately. Right, yeah, we ran. forgot. Yeah, Kayla, except Kayla White, she hasn't forgotten. She's gonna. I, well, I wouldn't either. She's rewatched it on YouTube every day. I would. I would. Uh, but Richardson's having kind of like a perfect season, and I think if she were to lose to Hobbs, it's gonna. Keep that spark of like, hey, not getting complacent, not just assuming I, I got the bag. It's good because then she can go into USA's knowing like, all right, I got to be locked in for USA's because we know the past few USA's or not past few, the first one and the third one, mm -hmm. she wasn't locked in as much, right? She didn't do well as a true freshman out of LSU. Makes sense. Long season. Mm -hmm. And then last year we thought like, hey, what's going on, right? 2021, she was locked in. But then stupid marijuana law screwed that up. But I just want to make sure – I think a way to keep Richardson locked in for USA's is for her to go into USA's with a loss to Hobbs and be like, all right, you got me at LA Grand Prix. I'm going to get you at USA's. You're doing the whole uh, team sports thing where the coach says it's yeah, better Hungry dogs run faster. It's she needs to become a hungry dog. Well, I think, I think she's motivated by the last couple of years too and, and not being able to get to those global championships certainly is a motivating factor. Also, not just with her, but with other athletes, there's just a different mindset when it comes to good for me in this race is just winning versus good for me in this race is coming up with a transcendent performance. And if, she, you know, the more she runs and the more she wins and the faster she runs, the expectations, they don't go away. Yeah. They just go up and up and up. And what happens when you lose sometimes, then you go into USA's or you go into a Diamond League type meet and you're just like, man. Forget the time. Who cares? Let's just see if, if they can beat that field. And I think that is a different approach that people have. Like we saw for years and years, Bolt. How many times were just like, Bolt would run a 9-8 and everybody, all right, cool, whatever. Because yeah. everybody was just comparing him to tran you know, transcendent yeah. performance. Now, she's, she's not to, to the Bolt level, obviously. I'm not saying that. But I, I'm just saying when we you have these, these athletes who are like on the cusp of, of you know, putting down some – legendary times 
the natural reaction is just to always just compare them and just forget about the field. Yeah. And I, th- I think what snaps that back is like, oh, no, wait, hold on. There's somebody else here who's in this race. There's a couple people in this race who, who could win it. So let's just let's define success as just getting a victory and moving on. Yeah. Well, I'm just thinking long term for Shakari. And I think she wants to win global gold this year. And my twisted brain says getting second in this race increases her odds of getting global gold, mm-hmm. which makes no sense. And I get it. If I was her coach, this would be the I would be the worst coach in the history of coaching. Saying, "Hey, lose." No, no, it's not. Win. It's not lose on purpose. It's just it's just like you want the competition to to raise their game. Yeah, yeah. And like when the things when when uh, I mean, guess it, it depends on how how you lose too. Yeah, because in team sports, the coach isn't saying we want to get beat sixty three to nothing on no. week three, and and that that's good for us. That was great. I'm glad no, they, yeah, yeah. they scored all those touchdowns. It's 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 the way we need the Tim Tebow get, moment where Tim Tebow lost yeah. in what week whatever. Man, you're really dating yourself with these references. You know what I'm talking about? That's yeah. not, I'm not dating myself. That's a very normal reference. It's a long people... time ago. Now, is it? You got to re up it, man. It's like 2006. You know, what, long you time. know what year it is? 2023. That is a long yeah. time ago. Yeah. It I don't even know if so... it was 2006. 2006, 07, or Because your mind gets frozen in that time. But he has a great speech where he's like, I will never. And then they go on to win the national championship. Yeah. Are the men's 100 at the LA Grand Prix is good too? We're going to see Coleman again. Versus Aaron Brown. Um, Aaron Brown's been really solid. Also, Cravant Charleston ran really well early season. And then I mentioned him earlier in the show, Ronnie Baker. So this is this is actually a solid field. Like the Rabat field's obviously gonna get way more attention globally, but this has this has a guy who has a world championship gold medal and has a lot of people who could battle for spots for, for Team USA and someone like Aaron Brown, who's always around on Diamond Leagues. So Women's hundred is going to get more attention as it should, but I think the men's hundred is pretty solid as well too. I feel like you're getting paid by the meat director there because I don't think this men's hundred is that interesting. I think it's interesting. Well, you're not you're not as sophisticated as I am. You're just only looking at like the top five or ten people in the world. You got to go a little bit deeper. Like look how well Charleston's run this year. Baker on the come up got a nine eight three season. All Charleston's best. runs are wind dated. So it'll, you, that's you awesome. tell me I don't look deep. I fucking know what Charleston's whoa, whoa, doing. Whoa, 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 whoa! Do you know what? Do you know what college you went to? NC State. Chill. Chill. Stay over there. I'll stay over here. Because he's wind dated, it makes it interesting. Can he do it if there's not that much wind? Will it be windy? All the big questions. I you don't think that's a good that's a pretty good field. Considering there's a diamond league that has that that's took the everybody. Field. Right. But this is good compared to that. Sure. All right. It's good but I mean, like, not, not, it's not good compared to that, but it's good taking into the consideration that I don't know. If I had to do a draft. Yeah, you're not drafting at one, which is why we didn't talk about it first. Yeah, you're drafting at two, though. I'm not drafting. You're drafting the Kevin Durant spot. I'm just scrolling. Okay, you want to want that men's two? Kenny B? Yeah, that's good. I see you do want to. Go ahead. Go ahead. Have your Kenny B moment. Men's men's and women's two. Then go. The 200. I I just was going to do a 100-100 thing. I was going to pair it together, and you just completely ruined it. But go ahead. You say I ruined everything, (laughs) and I don't. All right, so men's two, Kenny B. Who is going to win 2023 Global Gold in the 200? Going up against Agando, who had a really good breakout season last year. Hasn't really run on too much. He's finished like third or fourth in a couple of the races so far. But I'm really excited to see Kenny B go up against Jareem Richards. I think Richards is, Richards is like a very like solid, he's always going to make a world final type guy. And I feel like, hey. It's not really going to be about the win. I think this is going to be the race for Kenny B to go out there and run 19-7. And then be like, oh, okay. He put up a, a fast time. I think this is going to be a fast time race, not a got the win race. All right. So 19-7 okay. or bus. If Kenny B doesn't run 
You keep raising the stakes on it. You're like, going. he needs to win that race, and then Curly beat him. And I thought, hey, he looks pretty good. You're just perpetually built. You're just building up your hopes and be disappointed. You've got to be even keel. You got to be in this for the long haul. If you're gonna make a pick like that, you got to stick with it. Are right, you under the women's too as well? Yeah. Uh, apparently, one of the top three 400 meter runners in the world, Gabby Thomas, is in this race because not many people are running 49 seconds. That's true. Like Gabby Thomas is. Yeah. Her coming in this race, this again, the, the I don't think there's going to be anyone that's going to challenge Gabby, but I do think uh, this is a chance for Gabby to put down a fast time for the first time in a long time for her, especially in the 200. I'm looking at potentially a 21.9. You're throwing out all sorts of times. So all I'm right. saying 21.9 and 19.7 for the men's and women's 200s. That's why it's going to be good. It's not going to be about the victory. It's going to be about the time in those two races. So mm -hmm. let's hope it's good weather. And then you want to do, oh, women's high hurdles. Actually, this should be the, this is actually probably number one. If we really were doing a draft. Women's 100 hurdles. Amusan, Camacho Quinn, Tia Jones, Kenny Harrison, Alicia Johnson, Nia Ali, Tania Marshall, Gabby Cunningham. The, you got the world record holder. You have Camacho Quinn coming off the, the windy 12-17. Old world, world record holder there in, in Kenny Harrison. A lot of U.S. women who could make the team this year because they're all so close together. The U.S. field is going to be an absolute battle um, at, at USA's and Eugene. So this act, this actually might end up being the, the best one. I want to see I want to see Amazon versus Camacho Quinn. That's a great that's a great head to head right there. What has Amazon done though since Worlds? Let's look it up. Has she run this year? She ran so much. Uh, I remember last year we kind of like the number of races she ran. She ran like fifty races. She ran Tom Jones. She ran hundred Tom Jones and hundred hurdles. Is she undefeated? No. She got second at Tom Jones, ran 12.59, and then she got fourth at Drake. How is that possible? Actually, it's interesting. Yeah. How can the world record holder get second and fourth? Yeah. I don't get it. 100 hurdles is so weird. That's part of it. You just get on a roll and you're like locked into rhythm. Yeah. Because she did take some losses early season last year. Didn't end up mattering at all. But then we talked about it when it came time for the Athlete of the Year debate. Like, should she win? And then the record was 11 and 10 or something. Like, yeah. I, if you're factoring in regular season, you can't. You got to put other people ahead of her. That's just that's just the reality. Yeah, um, it's like the eighth seed making winning the NBA title. Yeah, it's a great, um, again, world champion. She, she might have been. Jimmy Butler. She, one of the performers of the meet. I mean, actually, you'd probably go to Sydney, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, all right, and then men's 15. You got Reynolds Chariot, who, who just won, uh, and you have. He won the, the Continental Tour race. And then you have Timothy Chariot in there. And then for the U.S., some U.S. representation here, Gordon, on U.S. soil. Um, wait, who do we have? Hold on, I lost my start. You have Hawker, Drew Hunter, Cooper Hawker. Tier. Yeah, Hawker, Tier. It's getting, well, we're going to see Nagoose, too, in, in Rabat in a 15 against Ingebrigtsen. Stop bringing up Rabat. Sorry. We're talking about the Sorry. L.A. Grand Prize. Great prize. <laughs> LA Great Prize. Go ahead. AKA Grand Prix. Go ahead. Uh, um, it's not going to be a good race. These, the 1500 is going to be 335. It's not going to be good. I'm just telling you what it is. They're not going to run fast. It's going to be it's going to be a jog fest. The, the, the 1500. You don't think there's something interesting there from the Hawker tier perspective? No. Okay. 
I mean, I could like fluff it up. Be like, yeah, I can't wait to see that dynamic yeah. between Hawkeye was awesome. You know, what this, that, the other thing. Like, I, I just for some reason the mid distance races, regular season mid distance racing has become. What do you mean? Unbearable to no. watch. No, it's become good for the men or the women. For the men. No, oh, it's just gotten good the last couple of years because now they run hard. Regular season. Yeah, they run hard in the regular season. You got Oliver Hoare out there just like crushing they people from the front. They run hard, but then there's like you have Oliver Hoare run hard and run win races. You're like, oh, Oliver Hoare, he's he's a guy. And then he goes to Worlds and gets last. Oh, so you're disappointed about – Oliver Hoare didn't get last. He didn't make the final. He didn't make the final. It's yeah. last. That's not how Last in the final is not getting – it's not placing in the final. What? Yeah, you know what I mean. I, I, I don't so think Oliver Hoare is like, I got 15. So you're mad because the regular season results don't match the yes. end of the year. Yes. So if it was up to you, if like someone did really good in the regular season, that should matter in like the postseason. Yeah. So like if you won the MVP, for example, in the NBA in the regular season. It should matter, yeah. No, but you know what I'm trying to – like we get excited about these races and we're going to have someone have a great kick, and but you're going to not really be able to take anything from it. Because I think you, you're forgetting how good – Cole Hawker was and how injuries or whatever derailed him. Yeah. And if if he can get back to where he was two years ago, you're going to talk about him as a metal threat again, which is a big deal because the U.S. is on the outside looking in right now. Look at all the countries that we said could medal from Norway to Kenya to Australia to Great Britain and on and on and on and on. Spain. The U.S. isn't in there. And he was their best hope. Now you you have Nagus in there too. And Tier. It's just a right. So the battle for who makes the team is really interesting in the fifteen as well. Yeah, I just feel like there's, well, I guess there's four Americans here. Hawker and Tier are just they're much better than Drew Hunter and Prakel. Prakel can find a way to mix it in, but Tier has been running well, and Hawker we just don't know what what his status. That's why. Is that's yeah. why I said. So I guess okay, sure. You talked me. Thank into you it. for dumping on it the entire time. Um. All right. Can we talk about Robot now? Yeah. Let's talk about Robot. Guys, this is a good meet. It's a great podcast. Gordon's holding his. Are we doing this now? We're we doing this. Like this. This is how we. Pop. This is really heavy. This is a heavy. I, how do they do this in all those Instagram reels? Holding the podcast mic like they, this? They have lighter. They don't have ones with real bases on them. That's probably right. These are made of steel. How far do you think you could throw this? Do you think I? Do you think how far do you think Ryan? Krauser could Krauser throw could throw this mic. Oh. He should do a podcast where forty meters. He just throws the podcast mic. Just how do you think he would? What would be his technique? The middle. Yeah, he's just like this. So he just goes on different podcasts and sees it just how chucks far their he mic. Yeah. <laughs> Does he buy him a new one? It's after like or? you know, like that YouTube, like will it blend? Like will it throw? <laughs> will it break? Will it throw? This is he takes it, he throws it. That'd be a good endorsement though for something that's that like this thing is so durable. Olymp- uh, world record holder Ryan Krauser can't even break it with throw. He takes things and just throws them. Yeah, it's just things like we should find ways where you have like a rule, like the, what's the weight of a shot? But exact weight. 16 for the pros, isn't it? Yeah, 16. So you give them things that weigh 16 pounds. Yeah. And you see, like, which one that's not a ball can he, like, get the closest to his world record. Yeah. This is just awkwardly shaped, so it'd be different. Yeah. I mean, it might even – maybe a discus thrower could – well, yeah. he threw the disc did, too, yeah. so I think that's the motion I would use. Okay, enough about breaking the equipment in the yeah. studio. Rabat, guys. Uh, Mono Duplantis, though, is coming back, which is cool. Well, Mondo and Krauser. Yeah. yeah. I mentioned that at the beginning. Yeah. Just wanted to say that. No, it's a good field. It's a good meet, top to bottom. All right. 
So men's hundred. Do you want to just go event by event, or do you just want me to? Why don't we do that? Why don't we do like 20, 30 seconds lightning round, Rabat? I'll, I'll read some names, and then you tell me what you think. Okay. Let me get the clock out. We done. Thirty seconds. You don't need to know. Not literally thirty seconds. Well, that's what you said. I listened to when you speak, Kevin. Here we go. So I'm so I'll start. I'm gonna start with the last event and then work our way to the beginning of the program. We'll when talk, do I start the clock? Anyways, go ahead when right you now. Finish talking. Yeah, go ahead. So you got uh, men's steeples. You got hometown guy Sofian uh, El Bakali in there. You also have Kiprutu, Keegan, Kibby Watt, Wale. This is like a legit stacked field. Hillary Bohr for the U.S. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, is, is El Bacali's like rain going to continue? This one's going to be fun. Yeah, I mean, we haven't had any good steeples yet. This will be the first good steeple. You know why? Do you know who has the, do you know who's the world leader in the steeple right now? Who? Kenneth Rooks of BYU. Oh, good for him. So that's going to change. Probably. That's going to change. 817. <laughs> Hold on to that, Kenneth, for another couple of days. All right, women's 800. Mary Mora, uh, Sage Herda, Anita Horvath, who ran the bill, Natoya Gould, Karina Bissett. I think this is just going to be the is you want to see Mora just like separate herself. Like if you if you think, hey, can she move up from that third range to maybe two and, and even one contending with Hodgkinson and Mo? You want to see her take care of business in a race like this. I want to change the way we do previewing this segment because I think it should <laughs> just be like preview or pass. No, I don't want you just – then it ends up being 45 seconds long. And you already just ruined it. Now I have to edit all this stuff out. You don't have to edit it. Yeah. Keep it in for the no, people. Just, just for the diehards. I wanted this. All right, next event. Because I would 100. pass. I'm, no, I'm, it's, no, you don't pass on that one. That's a good one. Mary Moore, is, she's fun to watch. Yeah, we've already seen her, though. Men's she's going to run 158. And we'll be like, all right, cool. Yeah, we've already seen a lot of people. Johan Blake in the 100. Trayvon Romeo, Andre DeGrasse, Marcel Jacobs, Fred Curley, uh, Machi Moore of Morocco, Omanyala, Sambina, and Tobogo. First of all, Machi Moore of Morocco. <laughs> He's in for a rude awakening. 10-2-3 PB. 10-23 PB going up against basically the potential the world, world yeah. final. Yeah. Uh, we talked about this a little bit early in the pod because you were so excited about it. But Curly, Omanyala, Bromel, uh, Jacobs, you can't get any Tabogo. better. Tabogo. Can't get any better than this. Johan Blake, too. I thought he retired. I guess not. He's still one last ride. Yeah, no, he's good. He's still there. I thought he was retiring. No. No? Nope. That was, that was a soft foul. But keep going. I don't. <laughs> keep going. Okay. Stop telling me to keep going. I'm having a conversation. You're like, let's do lightning round. And then you just, just all the non sequiturs, man. Johan Blake didn't retire. I don't know. Let's tell you. I thought he did. <laughs> I, just never... I thought he was like, uh, you know what? He's old. How old is Johan now? How old is Johan? I'm gonna get this might be his last. Maybe he's retiring after 2024. He's 33. I guess he still has a couple more years in him. Um, why am I? Why are you so frustrated? Let's just do the segment. <laughs> Go hundred. Let's have, people want to hear about the hundred. They don't want to watch you Google how old Johan Blake is. What do you think of this hundred meter race? I think this is a a moment where we will see whether or not Curly is completely separated from the pack. Because if Curly wins. Handedly, then we're like separated. Curly wins barely, then that pack is on him. And if Curly loses, obviously, then the pack is with him. Um, and I think there's a there's a higher than there's a fifty one percent chance that Curly's either going to win barely or lose. I think there's a more than fifty percent chance that he does not dominate. 
I think he's a significant favorite, and I think it's going to tell us a lot about Omanyala. Yes. Omanyala. Omanyala is the one with the closest. He's the one who's been the closest, and he's the one who you want to see him rack up good performances outside of Nairobi. Now, he can do it. He obviously has the capability to do it, and his best chance to run really fast was taken from him last year in, in Eugene with, with the visa issue and getting to the meet yeah. the morning that it started. That was his best chance to run fast. That's what he peaked for and, and just didn't have the opportunity. So he could have run fast. We just didn't get to see it. But I think the question that's going to be answered is how close is the gap to Omanyal and Curly? Because Curly's a stand-in basically for the podium. Because yeah. you, you said bronze is his floor. So if you can be close to Fred Curly, that means you're in the medal mix. You can beat him. You, you can be in the mix for gold. Um, if you're way far off, that means you got work to do. The people I'm not worried about based on results in this thing, I'm not going to worry about or overreact to Trayvon Bromel, his se- season's best yeah. or season debut for Bromel. And Jacobs, like this thing got billed as this head to head between him and Curly. Now, you could think Jacobs can't factor in for the Jacobs goals. is going to get like fifth in this race. Right. And that might actually even be a good result for him yeah. based on how good the field is. But people are going to overreact because this whole thing with all the back and forth and stuff. Like, a good result for Jacobs would be a top three yeah. in this race, and then he can build off of it. It's not going to define his season, the fact that he's debuting here. Curly is sharp. Curly's ready to go. I think Curly's going to roll. And I'd, I'd also look out for Tobogo because he's been running really well early season for Botswana. Yeah, and, you know, I know we were making jokes about Blake being retired, but he did You made run- the jokes. I didn't make the joke. Go ahead. I was making a joke <laughs> about being retired. He did run one very quick 100 last year in the regular season. Yeah, he did. Right. Uh, so he does have still that flash in the pan available. So maybe he gives us a flash in the pan and he runs like a top three performance here. And that gets us excited. And be like, oh, we're talking about Seville and Blake. Meanwhile, Johan Blake is the one who potentially could be the guy to break up the U.S. top three. Let's move now to the men's 1500. This is a good race. Jakobinga Britson, Yarek Nagus, Oliver Hoare, Mario Garcia. A lot of talent here. Charles Samatwa, he's run 330. The are quick. I think you just want, and very, a lot of these guys haven't really run. And if they have, they've been off distance. So Nagus and Jakob was the story indoors. They didn't run against each other, but they ran dueling fast times. And now we're going to get to see them head-to-head. I think Ingebrigtsen is the favorite. Obviously, should be the favorite. But I want to see how much of indoor Nagusa we're going to see outdoors. That's what I want to know. I think Nagus isn't going to be as good as we think he's going to be. I think first – it's uh, it's not it's – He like, ran an eight. But he ran that – this is his first race overseas though, right? No, he ran – you mean ever or no, like outdoors? Outdoors. Yeah, he ran the eight in the U.S., but during indoors he ran. The, so I'm just saying, like, the what? Yeah, no, I, I know, I know. I'm talking about outdoors. Outdoors, he's only run an 800 in, at Mount Sac. I just feel like he's more likely to give us a dud on this first one and then give us a, a better one on the on the number two race that if he runs another Diamond League a week later. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. He ran three races indoors. He's run one race outdoors. Yeah, that's it. So yeah. I just feel like he's. He, He's not going to be the true form of the way we saw Nagus at, uh, like, Milrose type Nagus. So. But that was early season, too. Yeah. Early indoor season. I don't know. I just feel like Nagus isn't going to be as good as we think he's going to be. I think he needs to have a couple more races in him before he truly can challenge Jakob. But Jakob's 
1500 debut too yeah but Jakob is so much better and like it's really hard to be off for Jakob to be off his game like there's got to be a plague for him to be off he his was game. sick that one time exactly a plague yeah he he always seems dialed in he's dialed in. he's yeah. he's never off he's, he's always on okay so I think Issue, Jakob wins this cakewalk what about what about horror you think horror could factor in He's been running well. He'll, he'll be in it, but no, it's going to be cakewalk Jakob. Okay. Jakob will win by two seconds. Two seconds? Take or one end. second. I'll take the under on that. 1.5 seconds. Women's 200. Shrika Jackson. She's the, the headliner. Um, Tamar Davis just had a good 100-meter win for the U.S., but Jackson versus the clock here. What do you think? I don't know. 200, yeah, it's probably going to be like a 22 I feel like all these top 200 Is everybody going to run 22 all this year? It's the year of the 22 No one's going to run anything fast. So she ran, I thought she ran a 200 this weekend, but it's not showing up on the the results. 100 in Doha, the 1085, but now she's getting back to her. 22 2202. Very specific. Yep. That's what she's going to run. Uh, let's see. Men's quarter. Let's just go. Gardner again. He ran well. He got the win in Bermuda. He just looks, I forgot how effortless he looks. Last hundred, everybody's just tying up doing 400 meter face. And he's just, he's tiring. What's 400 meter face? Like, you know, like that. Like, like you're trying so hard to stay calm, but you, we can tell. Like you feel like you're running into like a plus 10 headwind. Yeah. We can tell that it's not easy for you, but Gardner, just the way his stride is and how he just stays so composed. I was impressed. Women's 15. Hi Lou. Hi Lou. No KPA gun. Unfortunately. Uh, this next one's good. Men's high hurdles. Devin Allen, Rashid Broadbell, Grant Holloway, Hansel Parchment, Pascal Martin, Lagarde, Herrera, who ran, Pereira ran Devin Allen to the line and, at Penn Relays. But you got Holloway versus the uh, two Jamaica, two of them. Jamaica's deep in the high hurdles. We talked about that before. But two of the main guys from Jamaica who can beat him are in this race. Yeah, and Holloway's coming off of uh, that street meet where he ran. He, ran, he broke 13, right? Or do you No, 13 0. 13 So Holloway kind of still is the king, and it's going to take a lot for him to beat the throne. Even a, a loss here doesn't dethrone him, in my opinion, but I don't see him losing. I'm more the person I'm excited to watch is Devin Allen. Yes, he got the win at Penn Relays, but the conditions weren't good. He didn't run that fast. It's a really tight race. His first race back. We all want to know, like, we never got to see the true Devin Allen because of the bullshit false start thing that happened in Eugene. So this is a chance for him to have another a solid race with against the world championship final type competition. Devin Allen can come in here and get a, a competitive second to Holloway, run 13-0 to Holloway's 12-9. Gets you excited that maybe Allen will get a real second shot at trying to dethrone Grant in Budapest. I think this is a good opportunity for Grant because he kind of fell into that thing I was talking about earlier with Richardson where it became, hey, what amazing performance are you going to do Winning next? didn't matter anymore. Winning yeah. was just assumed and then it was all about the time. The time yeah. But now you look at that field, just get a win. Just get a win. And it like I know it gets cliche and then when someone's really good, they talk about just getting wins. Like, no, do you wanted the world record? You wanted the American record. But in this case, I think it's just about wins at this point. Because those guys have beaten him, both of them. I've beaten him in big spots too. Uh men's eight. 
I know we should talk about that because you love it. Uh, career, Kenya Mall, Wanyoni. Could be the hope. Could be the hope. <laughs> he ran the 143 uh, last time. And A-Rob. This is actually a good field. Moolah's in it. And your guy Moolah. So that one's good. And what's the former? Yeah, we can't preview 800s. <clears throat> no. We're not allowed. We're only allowed to react to them. No, yeah, exactly. Can't preview. Contractual ob- obligations. Um, and then a women's forming hurdle race in there as well. All right. We got to keep it moving, though, because we only have a few minutes we left. We have time. Uh, well, I want to. So do you, are you still doing your surprise thing? Yeah, but it? we got to keep going on your little run of show here. Okay. Do you want to do them now? And then no, we no, can... you go first. <laughs> I kind of want to get your stuff out of the way. No, no, you know how much first. time is left. No, just let's talk about Anthony Moe and Sydney McLaughlin. Okay. So we talked about the. Uh, LA Grand Prix, a lot of stories about Sydney withdrawing from the meet. I, don't, I feel like it's already been said. All that's been litigated and relitigated. We don't need to go into that again unless you want to. But I, I thought the interesting quote from an article in the Orange County Register, uh, Bobby Kersey, Moe's coach, talked about the possibility of an 8-15 double, which everybody was thinking if there was any double on the table – or triple, I guess, if you're talking about the 4x4. Four four. Although they keep making the schedule, so a thing Mo can't run the 4x4. Four four. Shame on you. Shame on you, schedule makers. 4'8", because she's amazing in the 400. She's instead of a champion in the 400. Every day she walks around as a day where a thing Mo is probably the one of the three fastest women in the world in the 400, right? She walks down the street to get a cup of coffee. She's one of the top three women in the 400. Goes to bed, um, walks her dog, all that stuff. She's top three woman in the 400. Probably the floor is three. There's probably some days where she's the best. So everybody thought, 4-8. But Kirstie's talking, 8-15. I have to admit, it, it caught me off guard. And I don't know I don't know if we're reading too much into this. We are reading way too much into this. Is what he's saying just she's going to run some 15s just to get into shape? Yes, that's all he's saying. But there is no, I'm running the 8-15 double. That's my goal. That is not. It says Kersey also raised the possibility of Mo attempting next summer to become the first yeah. woman to sweep the Olympic fifteen and eight gold medals since Great Britain's Kelly Holmes did it. Did he, okay, he did he say did he, he didn't say that. What did he say? What was his quote? The eight fifteen and four eight has been done, and I think a thing has the ability, and I think if the schedule allows, it'd be nice to see for a woman to double the eight fifteen at a very high level with the potential to gold medal in both. Yeah, that says yeah. I, I have a really talented athlete. I think she she could do it, but he never says we're trying to do it. Yeah. He's just so, like, yeah, he knows he has a great athlete. Yeah, I think she could do it. Yeah. Are we going to do it? No. <laughs> Are we, absolutely not. Yeah. Listen, as I mentioned. There was zero quotes from Bobby Kersey that implied that she was doing a 15800 double at the global championship level. Well, zero quotes. It depends how much you want to read into it. And well, I, guess, I, read, I guess it depends on – you. Kind of, it's one of those things where you want to listen and you want to see like his facial expressions. And if you had talked to him for a long time, you can kind of tell, okay, is this, is this serious or not? I think, first of all, I'd love to know a thing, Mo's viewpoint on whether or not she wants to run the 15. She did, last winter, she did pretty good. And then she went into that Milrose mile, remember? Yeah. And was with the, with the really, really hard pack and, the, and then fell off. I still thought it was pretty cool just to see her go for it time and time again. But she's not one of the top three no. women in the world in the 1500. As well, she shouldn't. That would be crazy to be top three in the world in the 4, 8, and the 15. So it, it would be such a uphill climb. This is just like when Don Brazier ran a couple 1500s. That's what you think? That's all it is. So how this started is he said she's going to run the 15 at USA. Yeah. She has the 800-meter 
Yeah. Bye. So she's going to do something. I love. She has to run in order to be qualified. Right. So she's got to do something and basically saying she's doing the 15. and She's the, doing a workout in front of everyone. The follow-up was probably, okay, well, why not the four? And then he started talking about, well, he talks about how he thinks to get the world record in the eight, she needs to improve on the distance side of things. And sure. That's yeah. his way to, that's his None way to of that get says I'm doing an 815 double. So you are, you don't think this is going to happen? Zero percent chance she does an 815 double. Zero percent. Definitively answered by one. Yeah. It was all, we just all creating it because we want content. So we hear a coach say, yeah, I think she could do it. As in, we are planning to do it. You know, I think is it like. Again, the quote says, it would be nice to see for a woman to double the eight and 15 at a very high level with the potential to gold medal both. It would be nice to see a woman. Did you say a thing both? Well, I just think that she has that anaerobic threshold and being able to hold over that and take the 800 out at a decent speed, that's going to allow her to get to 153. He talks about she needs to be at 359 or better to really get the benefit out of the 1500. Yeah. The problem is here, and it's, it's good that he put a number on it. If she ran 359, that would be a crazy accomplishment. But if she ran 359, she's not Never still – 352. Right. That's not equivalent to how fast she is in the 400. Yeah. She's equivalent to basically a 351 runner in the 400 as it as it pertains to the, the global real thing, thing is order. he doesn't want a thing racing Sydney. Well, four. that that's the last quote here um, of this article. Which is? No, no, no. Kirstie said when asked about the potential 400 matchup, no, they train together enough. Racing them together is not needed. Particularly for me. <laughs> not needed. It would not make any sense for me to put them together. And I'm like, hey, it's not, it's not about you. Yeah. <laughs> it's about everybody else. That makes no <laughs> sense that – one, the women who – having two women who could flirt with the world record. You know what? Because they both are my under my tutelage, I'm not going to let them do that. That's yeah. so stupid. It's overthinking it. It's, 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 it's forgetting that we're doing a sport. This isn't like some science project where you have to perfectly manipulate mental and mm -hmm. physical perfect matchup that if they race against each other, it's going to screw up one because one's going to lose the other and then confidence goes down and then it messes the whole thing up. They're yeah. growing – they're, they're, they're adults. They can handle losing. You got – like let them race each other. Yeah. I mean that's what – a lot of a lot of group coaches do this too. Like where like NOP, they had rarely a mm -hmm. lot of the same country and athlete event. So like the reason why Galen and Mo right, could be they training partners is because they never had to compete against each other until the final race. Yeah. And they, they never wanted to have like three people – all doing the same event. And you can see it kind of probably, I mean, Bowerman was probably one of the first to try to like get multiple people in the Let's same event. Let's try to get three in every And it, event. you know, it can cause a little bit of, I understand that. They don't like it when their teammates are actual competition. Sean says he wants two golden athletes, not one. I mean, I get it from that perspective. It's just like, hey, this is a group. We're trying to maximize the gold medals. The problem is your examples, they're accurate historically, but they sell it short too. Because NOP didn't have, like, two people with the chance to, like, break the world record. Like, two completely transcendent yeah. athletes who, in their second best distance, everybody wants to see. Yeah. Like, no – people are clamoring for this. People obviously want to see them run. And the way he talks about it, we're never – we won't even see it in a low-key meet. He talks about it at practice. Well, they don't sell tickets to practice. Yeah. So, do you – over under 0.5 in their career times they race. In the 400? Yeah. Oh, they will never race. They'll never race. That's too, yeah. I Guarantee you. As long as they're both being coached by Kersey, they'll never race. Yeah. I think the natural order of things says that at one point, one of them will have a different coach. Yeah. May maybe. 
And I can even see in that situation, one will pull out. Uh, they will never race each other in their primes. Yeah. That's the only time they will race each other is when one is not in the prime. Because yeah. that's what track and field is. Yeah. Well, remind, remember the whole Bolt Blake thing? Yeah. And that was and that was silly. Right? No, oh. sa same coach, right? Yeah. And then they're like, let's not. And that was, they only had one place to go. See, this is like, a thing's got the 800, city's got the hurt. Like, there's places where they can go. Yeah. If you're talking about putting a thing in a 50. Like, a thing can, cre you can credibly make, it would be a bummer, and it will be a bummer, to not have her in the quarter at USA's. But it's like a credible decision to say we wanted her on the 15, right? We, and, sure. and, and it is, it is in some regard, like, I'll have fun watching that if she makes the final. I think, I think she will make the final. But it'll be kind of fun seeing her, like, match up with the best uh, 500 meter women in the US. Like that, that's kind of fun. But like when Bolt and Blake, they had nowhere to, they were the 100 and 200 runners. There was like nowhere for them to go. So they just like wouldn't race. And then we were told that that was good for the sport. I'm going to make a prediction. Hmm. I think Sydney's only going to run the first round of the 400. Yeah. You won't, you don't need to. Well, you have to run one round. But what's the, wa the waiver thing came in last year? But did that, that waived you for the whole, whole I think she's going to run the first round of the 400, do an interview. And then that's and it. then not show up in the second heat, and then everyone's going to be asking for the coach's quote. The coach would be like, "Yeah, we just feel like it's best yeah. for her not to go through this." And then everyone's going to be like, "Oh, we thought we we're going to see Britton Wilson versus Sydney, and we never got it." Yeah. Well, I mean, that's going to happen. Anybody can do that as a defending champion. Yeah. Right. I thought they need. I thought the new rule was you had to go all the way through unless you had the. I guess you just get the. She has the buy. She's not trying to. I know, but what did Muhammad remember? She had the buy and. But did she scratch the whole meat and then she had to get the medical exemption? There was a medical waiver They'll thing. They'll get the medical yeah, exemption. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not going to deny Sydney the medical exemption. No, I'm just saying, is that a hoop that they have to jump through now? I don't know. That's what's going to happen. Okay. All right. I think we're ready for your thing, right? Or no? Uh, no. Uh, oh, when we're over by a minute, go. Go. Why are you so harsh on the, the time? Nico's got to go. He's got to pick up his kids. At 12, at 1.30? That was a joke. That was a bit. We were talking about it before. Okay. Uh, that was a joke for one person. Shout out to Nico. <laughs> This isn't what I was going to talk about because this is in the runner show. Yeah, go ahead and do it. I'm going um, to be over here. World Athletics just announced a new qualifying process for the distance events at Worlds this year. So, Nico, I put a screenshot in the in the runner show. Um, you can bring that up. Basically, in the 1500, the 3K steeple, and the 5K, the way you qualify from a prelim to a final or from a semifinal to a final was there was the top four or five finishers and then, like, that small queue. People who qualify on time. They're getting rid of that. There are no more time qualifiers anymore in distance events. So, for the fifteen hundred, let's talk about going from semifinals to finals. Yeah, it used to be five top five in each heat, and the next two fastest two, yeah. times. Now it's just going to be top six in each heat. So no fastest times. Yeah, steeple. It used to be top three. Uh, in each heat, then the next six fastest times, now it's just top five in each heat. Cool. You know, so they're making it so time doesn't matter, which I like and hate. I like it because it gives no competitive advantage to knowing what the time is by going second. So they went out fast or they went out slow, you're good. However, I do hate it though because sometimes the heats are not evenly distributed and there could be a situation where based off of the way people qualify from the first round to the semifinal, it gets a little screwed up. Because the first round, that's going to be pretty even because it's going to be all on seed times. And everyone's seed times are going to be pretty honest. 
but from from semi from prelim to semifinal, there could be like a Jakob Ingebrigtsen who just occasionally finishes fourth. All the best people finish the even slot, and then all the best people end up in one semifinal. You're worried about Jakob getting top top eight? No, I'm just worried about. Top, I'm worried about top six. Six of the, the the six best athletes all being in one semifinal. Here's the solution: run faster. You know that I was thinking about that. But here's the problem. I'll argue against myself here. And it's also the reason why I like this system as opposed to the old system. There was, it was luck. It wasn't merit. Yeah, that's true. It was just you happened to be in the faster section, and you, which still wasn't fast because you ran 1335 yeah. instead of the other section that jogged around 1345. So you got the extra qualifiers. In you your got heat. two extra. So class, it was yeah. all just – and then waiting to see who gets in, who gets out. Just make it, make it straight up. Clear cut, this number's in, this number's out. Especially in the 5K, because the 5K was five time qualifiers. So it's basically one heat got 10 and one heat got five. Exactly. And it was all. It long. was always now 10 you, and 5. 10 now and five. you could say, hey, I can go to the race and I, I can go to the front of the race. I can control it. I can make sure. But then everybody else is benefiting from that. Yeah. And by extension, everybody else in the other heat is getting penalized for that because they didn't have that person. Now yeah. you can say, okay, you could be that person. But I, I, am, I understand what you're saying. My whole thing is. You just eventually you gotta gotta draw a line, and if you're talking about being worried that a semi is gonna be stacked, you're still getting six out of that semi. But so you that know semi's what you could gotta do to get the best of both worlds. Hmm. You make it so there's no time qualifiers, but then you do have a if you run faster than this time, you get in. Getting automatic. So imagine if like heat one, the seventh place finisher runs three twenty nine. <laughs> that would be something. Is it Monaco? Right. I don't know, but like yeah. you'd be like that person deserves to make the final. Whereas the sixth place finisher in the other heat runs three thirty five, you're like, I ran freaking three twenty nine. We should be make like a su a time where like even if you're outside your super qualifying a super qualifying time where if you want it you can finish dead last, but if you break the world record finishing dead last, <laughs> you go on to the final. Well, I think if you break the world record, you'd make it anyway because you'd probably be in the top. No, six. not if all nine people ahead of you also no. broke the world record. Everybody drafts. I like that. You'd have to work to figure out what the they do the, that in shot. They do that in uh, throwing right qualifying. Yeah. If you hit, if you throw it over a certain mark, you're in no matter what. Yeah, and that shortens the process too because one throw and then you're, yeah, you're not you're sitting done. around and waiting. You get on the because uh, then it'd be like, mark. all right, yes, sure, you get screwed over if you ever if you're in a deep heat, but you have you control. Everyone can then control their own destiny. Yeah, yeah. So no, I you just have to make the time really fast. I just I just like that they were pretending like it was a sprint situation where everybody was going full out and it's not. Yeah. And it was it, you advanced on merit. A lot of this was luck. It wasn't merit. Now there is some luck in the sprints with wind readings, but in general, you could get you could get the most deserving group. All right, what do you got? Uh, well, I want to talk about NCAA's prelims. That's your big reveal. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Well, <clears throat> there's a notable doubles. Caitlin Tui doing the 5K15. We haven't so seen that in a while. Wait, 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 wait. Pause for a second before we go into this. Are we sure they're doubles? Like, are we sure these are the final, final, final? Because they have to still run at region, regionals, right? Or first round, whatever. They're well, yeah, they're, yeah, they have. But could they scratch? I'm not sure exactly what the scratch rule is. I think you only can scratch. Once you scratch, you're done for the meet. Okay, so injuries. So you only can scratch the last race. You can't scratch. Yeah. If say like. You, you sign up for three races, you win one, you can't scratch the second race and then come back for the third. 
makes sense. Anyway, Caitlin, start, start over. Sorry, go ahead. I Caitlin Tui doing a 15 5K double. I don't think she was actually going to do a double, but she's doing double. She's the favorite in both. I like her chances in both. Mm-hmm. But the, mo- the, the, the main double that we thought was not happening. Yeah. But it looks like it's going to happen. Britton Wilson, 400 hurdles, 400 double. It's, what, Ooh. 30 minutes <laughs> difference? At the in, at when he gets to the finals, yeah, in Austin. But when you look into it, it actually might be possible because she is so much better than the second best four hundred hurdler. She's like two seconds better, and that one comes. I think that second, that one second. The harder one is first, the and even board. in the even the other one that yeah. she is has better competition. She's also like a whole second better. She's from forty nine one. Yeah, she could give a eighty percent. 70% effort. Yeah. And win both. She's going to start her her cooldown like 50 meters to go and then get ready. Run right to get a drink of water and just yeah. lay down. I think what it would take the off the table that was a record, the NCAA record, which would be fun for her to chase. I'm surprised they went this route. Yeah. Hats off to them for doing it, though. It's What's good. more impressive, her break in Sydney record or <clears throat> winning the four in the 400 hurdles? Oh, four in the 400 hurdles. Yeah, it's with, never been with done. The gap, because she could go and... I don't know when the Windsor deadline. The USA's performances don't count, right? Yeah. For collegiate, but I, I think she she could do it. Maybe she has regionals. I yeah. don't know. I mean, she runs collegiate records and prelims. So who's to say she couldn't do it at uh, regionals? I was surprised she's doing this. I thought they'd go four hurdles and then mix and match it with the four hundred. I I think it's cool. I mean, when great athletes are going to challenge themselves, we're going to watch. I mean, that's just that's just it, right? She's just she's come up with this incredible, ambitious plan. This is like shades of. Anna Hall last year. I mean, also you want to go global. You look at Savannah Hassan and what she did. Where it's just like this one is too easy. Yeah. How do I how do I add on to this? And you know who's <clears throat> the biggest benefactor of this is Arkansas's fifth best four hundred meter runner because now she's definitely running on that four by four at least in the prelims. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because there's no way they're going to tell Wilson. Britton Wilson, "Hey, you just ran the four and the four hundred hurdles on prelim day. Can yeah. you also like run our four by four for that us?" They're going to be like, "We'll get you in the four by four final. We're not going to ask you to." Run three four hundreds in one day. And that would be tough. Two. So, yeah. sorry about that. NCAA rankings are updated. Uh, yeah, you tweeted out the graphic. I did. Did a great job of that. You, you know, almost some say. Uh, yeah, uh, Arkansas men. Arkansas men with sixty points. Georgia forty four. Florida and Texas Tech with forty, and Tennessee fifth with thirty nine. So there's a chance for Arkansas to lose because sixteen point lead can go after a couple. Mm-hmm. When you thought we'd get first, you get third. That's four points. You do that a couple more times, boom, you're not winning. Uh, but Arkansas, I think, is the heavy favorites there. On the women's side, Texas women, 90 points to Florida's 49. Arkansas, 42 points. Yeah. So Texas. Big favorite at home. They're at home. It would be kind of cool if Coach Flum, you know, he's been so close to getting the women to win the title. And every year, oh, second place or third place or second or third. If they don't do it here, it's never happening. I mean, they're <laughs> going to do it. I mean, they would need like like five false starts to happen. Knock on wood. Hopefully no false starts happen in prelims. But they're looking to dominate. And NC State, the distance squad on women, I have them finishing fifth with 34 points and Oregon fourth with 38 points. Oregon on the back of field Gross. events. Yeah. NC State on the back of Tui and Camille and Samantha Bush. So it might be a little interesting who gets that fourth podium spot. But, yeah. Prelims are this weekend. It's a four-day meet instead of a three-day meet. It's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. They spread it out. 
Okay. To match it with NCAA's. Gotcha. Check out the rankings. I updated them. That's all I had to say. That's good. Good additions. Yeah. Uh, two. Uh, the chat. If anybody in the chat's got anything, two more minutes. Keep it up for two minutes. You open it up for the chat. So I wanted to extend. And you're like, Gordon, we got. I check in the chat and they get mad. Like, oh, we're not talking about the chat enough. And it's just, it's hard. Honestly, it's hard for me to like respond and do the show at the same same time. It's hard. I, I admit it's a shortcoming of mine. Sometimes it's easier than other times. But if people got questions, comments, takes, we can do it now. We'll be back next Monday. So we'll review. Rabat is on Sunday. So we'll get a show up within about 24 hours. It's pretty good. It's exciting, right? This is instant. Yeah, who would have? Oh, yeah, yeah. Doing a show 24 hours after event? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, so you don't need to wait for the newspaper to come out the next day. You can see the I'll be doing the show from oh, you'll be gone. Duluth, Minnesota. Right, but you're going to get good internet connection, right? Nico, uh, Gordon's going to be remote next week. Is that is, is that doable? I'll be here. Oh. <laughs> Nico, not confident. That's okay. We'll figure it next out. Next podcast is sponsored, which we'll reveal on Monday. <laughs> That's good. Good job. Good job by you. Um, yeah. So not by Gooder Sunglasses. Which Gordon is I wearing. still wear. Yeah. Even though they don't sponsor us anymore. You're going to take those off? They still. These are good. Are Joel says, I'm still mad about the Timothy chair you disrespect from earlier. Yeah, me too. Gordon discounting. Who's disrespect? You, you're like, I'm not. I don't want to watch that men's $1,500 Grand Prix. And you got rental chariot too. You got Do two chariots. Do you want to watch chariot run against five other people? Yeah, if the, it depends who the five other people are. It's going to be a shitty 334-333 race. No, oh, it's going to be good. That will be the race of the year. See now, you, now you're year. now you're realizing when you make statements just to get just to one up. You're like I'm not shitting Cole Hawker and Cooper Tier running and or I'm not Timothy because Chair I running. know the stakes Stupid. of the race. The race doesn't have any stakes. I know that they're probably going into it like a just another. What if what if? Never mind. I'm not gonna argue with you about it again. Why not argue? Embrace the bait, man. Embrace the bait. AJT says, I don't get why Bobby wants a thing to run the mixed and women's 4x4 when the women's 4x4 final is like an hour apart from the 800 final and she barely won last year. So let me talk about the mixed 4x4 because nobody talks about it. I brought it up last year because there's a very clear time that you need to run to win this thing because it's been the winning time basically the three times that they've had it. And you can do the math for the US and you can figure out what people you'd need to put on it in order to get that winning time. They didn't do it last year. They didn't do it last year. They did the same thing they always do, and they lost again. And I thought, because it was going to be Felix's swan song, didn't ultimately end up being Felix's swan song. She came back for the 4x4. I thought someone would say, please, let me on this relay so I can win Allison Felix one more gold medal. I thought people would be jumping at the chance to do that. And they didn't. (laughs) And nobody did. And the same thing happened. So the idea of a thing, Mo, or anybody, any of those top, top tier, those first stringers running it, I'm all for the U.S. Because it's ridiculous that they're not winning this. It's silly. But it's, 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 it's deserved. Pride. It's, it's like deserved. pride. Yeah. Oh, they're I like, don't want to be on that. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't care more about no. Some, individual stuff. And all it's going to take is one one superstar doing it. Like, and then they thing, all want to do it. I hope a thing Mo does. I hope she's the one to, to, to do and it. And everyone's going to be like, oh, shoot, I kind of want to be on that thing. Yeah. An extra if a thing Mo does it, then all of a sudden Norman is going to be yeah. like, I want to be on it. Yeah. And then like Rise going to be like, I want to do it. Yeah. And then the thing's like, hey, Sydney, do it. I just don't – I don't – it's a gold medal. It counts. Win another gold medal. Again, we, you know, it, it has the least amount of history of any of the other events, and I think it's a little bit superfluous compared to the other event. But they're having it, and the U.S. keeps losing. Go win it. Go win it. Win it. Win it for the skipper. Or have Poland keep – and Dominican Republic keep crushing. I don't care. 
But you know now what it takes to win that race, and you know that you have the athletes to do it. And I get it. Some people, they have a race the next day. That's fine. But there's other people who aren't racing for four or five days. Go run a 90% effort and secure the gold. That's all it would take. Sorry. Uh, why only one pod, guys? Thomas asks. Gordon? You want to answer that question? <laughs> Not a decision. Not our decision. Not our call. But we're going longer on Mondays, maybe. Yeah. Maybe this will turn into like an hour and a half. We're still going to do uh, live pods after NCAAs yeah. and USAs. Yeah, so we'll have two or three for NCAAs, which is in two weeks. And then USAs, like that are we going to go all yeah. four? four? All four, yeah. Three or four are we going to do them here? Are we gonna... I don't know. Mm. To be determined. GBD. Maybe from Duluth, Minnesota, where I'll be. Maybe I'll we'll move. We'll move there. <laughs> Good luck with that. Are you excited? I'm excited. Have you ever been to Minnesota? I haven't, actually. It's one of the few states. I'm going to go to the Mall of America. I'm going to have a great time. I think. Is that overrated? Mall of America? Oh, yeah, 100%. It's got to be overrated. It's just a, a mini amusement park with giant glass yeah. ceiling. And then a hot dog on a stick. Yeah. Like, oh, and you'd be like, oh, I'm in a mall. And I'm in America. Did you watch uh, Succession last night? I did. We'll break that down next episode. We'll break that down. All in the game. Uh, Brooke Anderson. Massive PB, 80.17 women's hammer at the USATF Throws Fest. Only the third woman to ever cross 80 meters. You're getting into Willarchuk territory there. And I need Willarchuk owning the all-time list. But shout out to Brooke Anderson. U.S. women's throws is on fire, man. Shot, disc, javelin, hammer. They're crushing it. So we'll leave it there. Like and subscribe. Thanks, everybody, for commenting and, and chit-chatting Thanks for us. sticking with us. Oh, Joel says Anna Hall heptathlon opener this week. There's a lot going on, man. This might be the best weekend at Traffic Field yet. Thanks, Nico. Talk to you guys later.